Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Loy here again. Today we're going to finish up on breaking down the book, The Psychology of Winning. The person who puts the effort in and teaches is the one that gets the most out of it. And I have really enjoyed digging into this book and trying to take it to another level, trying to understand it and ponder on it and think about it and, and see how it applies to the school of sales, how it applies to our teaching. And of course, I see much of our teaching in here. And today you're going to see that as well. Those of you who have taken the training or who are involved in academy are still, still involved and I'm just going to kind of read chapter 9 and chapter 10, not read it, but read some points. And I just want you to think about this is me. This is who I am. Put your imagination to work and see yourself doing these things. I think that's the best way to do this rather than trying to tell stories around it. So just think about this. Chapter 9 is what he calls positive self-dimension. And chapter 10 is what he calls positive self-projection. Two really great topics. They're at the end, and you kind of drop off in this book and say, well, I'm not going to pay that much attention to these two chapters. The other eight were so good, I'm just going to focus on that. But 
if you think about these last two, they're pretty good too. They're actually really good. In positive self-dimension, here's some things that you are, that I am. Just think this is who we are. Imagine this. Live every minute as if it were your last. Always look for good and cherish the lives and minutes that you encounter. See the big picture in life. We learn to know ourselves intimately. We see ourselves through the eyes of others. Part of the story he talked about there, how does your spouse see you? What would your children say about you? What would your coworkers or, or customers, what would they say about you? How do they see you? And he talks about fitting in, find a way to fit into those situations. We talk about mirroring. How do you fit in with people? And draw, he says, drawing upon spiritual power. Then he says, age gracefully. I guess that's where I am now, trying to age gracefully. Plant a shade tree in which you will never see it. He says, how do you fit into your family, your company, your profession, your community? How do you fit into nature? How do you fit into the world? He says, treat people more like brothers and sisters and animals more like people. I thought that was a great line. Treat people more like brothers and sisters and animals more like people. Treat nature more carefully. Pay value to your spouse or loved one. Now, that's a good one there, too. Pay value to your spouse or loved one. Then in chapter 10, he goes into positive self-projection. We're personable. Uh, some synonyms for positive self-projection, he says, are personable, supportive, impressive. He says how you walk, talk, listen, and look is that you're open, friendly, and that you smile. You have good first impressions. How we carry ourselves is supportive and personable and impressive. He says, uh, talk about encoding and decoding people. He says, everyone is different. So look for some common level of general understanding, which I think is beautiful. Always look for some common level of general understanding. Always look your best. We behave in the thing, in the way we think we look. He says, state your own name first. Project self-worth and, and someone important. I was at the conference this past week uh, doing that speech, and I met a few people, and I was so impressed with the people. They were the people I met, or several of them would do just that. They'd introduce themselves first and put their hand out, which I thought was very impressive. Introduce yourself first. Project your hand first. Use solid eye con- contact and present your name first. And use active listening. Ask questions. Draw the person out. Ask for examples. We talk about this in our training a lot, about draw the people out, get them to talk more, get examples, ask probing questions. And paying value to others is the best communication skill of all. Paying value to others is the best communication skill of all. It's the I'll make them glad they talk to me attitude. And we are service oriented. We're other person interested. And we look for nonverbal cues with people. And we take full responsibility for communication. We keep it simple and straightforward. We're never critical or cynical. And even if you think someone you believe differently, you still say, you know, I appreciate your position. Here's the way I see it. The idea is to look in the same direction together, 
which is what we talk about in sales all the time, is we're trying to get on the side of the table with them and look on, on the same side together. Then he says, project all 10 qualities. And the 10 qualities are positive self-awareness. That's that you realize how much potential you have and you know how much hard it is to do the work, but you understand that. And you know that the cause and effect is there. And you, like I said, you have the potential and you have to do the work, but you realize that. You recognize it. Positive self-esteem, that's your set your own internal standards and keep upgrade, keep upgrading those standards. Set your own internal standards and keep upgrading the standards. He mentioned in that chapter, don't downgrade the product just because you haven't used it effectively, the product being us. And we need to use our product effectively in that building ourselves and our belief in ourselves. Accept yourself the way you are. Positive self-control is basically self-determination. You're determined and you're in control of what happens. Winners are decisive, he says. We are God-created but self-molded. The number four was positive self-motivation, desire, motivated. And motivation comes from within. It's not an external motivation. It's an internal motivation. He talks about positive self-image. The most powerful thing we have is our imagination. Imagine ourselves in the image that we want to be in. And build that self-image, which in turn will build the self-worth. And by using that imagination, building our self-image, projecting ourselves in the view of how we want to see ourselves, where we want to be, then that will help to program our subconscious. Because remember, our self-image lives in the subconscious, and we're trying to reprogram that. Positive self-expectancy, optimism, expect to win, believe that you can win, see the positives in everything. Remember, we move towards our dominant thoughts, so we have to look towards the positive side of things. Then number seven was positive self-direction. We have goal and role-oriented. We know where we're going. We have a direction in life, and we're headed towards that direction. And in my talk I did last week, I talked about direction. And, and the enthusiasm and passion, passion means you love what you do, helps keep you pointed in the right direction. Number eight was positive self-discipline. It talks about practice, mostly mental practice. We have to do the physical work, but we have to do the mental practice. That's a big part of us moving towards where we want to go to in life is using that imagination. And, of course, number nine and ten we just talked about. So that finishes up the book on um the Psychology of Winning by Dr. Dennis Whateley. I highly recommend everyone reading it and listening to it and keeping that in the thing that you're doing every year in your arsenal that you're going back to. And every year, you, even if you, it may be more than one time a year, you can go deeper because it's some really good psychology. I told the story of Caleb Williams, who won the Heisman this past year. And his dad, when he knew Caleb wanted to move towards sports and being a quarterback and things like that, he hired him a strength and nutrition coach. He hired him a skills coach and he hired him a sports psychologist. So this psychology and studying that and trying to keep herself in the right mindset is a big part of moving in the right direction. So we'll talk to you guys next time and y'all have a great weekend.